Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Hey, it's Amy Brown here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survivor rate from 20% to more than 80%. But we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families will never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. Now, that peace of mind means so much. So join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope and text Bobby to 785-833. That's B-O-B-B-Y to 785-833. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. Here we go. Come on, Bobby. Hope you had a good weekend. Welcome to Monday's show. Morning, studio. Morning. Well, let's get started and go around the room and see what's up with everybody. His future in sports gambling isn't very bright, and seeing him without a hat on is a rare sight. His name is Producer Eddie. (laughs) All right, you know our phone screener, Abby. She's been looking for love, right? It's been a storyline on the show over and over. I have the answer, guys. I saw it. There's a new TV show coming out on Fox. I think it comes out on March, and it's called Farmer Wants a Wife. It's like The Bachelor, but a bunch of farmers. Abby loves farmers. This is right up her alley. She needs to get on the show. Abby, will you come to the microphone, please? I have two questions for you. First of all, good morning. Morning. Question one, would you go on a reality dating show? This one sounds cool. This sounds like up my alley. (laughs) Number, Number two, would you like to date a farmer? Yeah. Okay. If this show is successful, they'll do a season two, and we'll make some calls. Would you go on Farmer Wants a Wife? I, I need to do research. If I can do research, can I look at it? Well, you research can do research on, on anything. You mean like what it's what about? What if I said no? What? No, it's Abby. About no a research. Farmer finding a <laughs> wife. It's basically farmers, yeah. and they look. Would you go on that kind of show? <laughs> That'd be cool. Okay. Wait, is, is there a single guy? Abby will go on. Like she. <laughs> Oh gosh. Abby, you wearing glasses today? Oh, they're the blue light ones. It looks I like you're going to, to a shooting off. range. <laughs> <laughs> it does look like that. They're yeah. pink or clear. It does look like I am. Okay, Abby, it's good to see you. <laughs> you too. It doesn't look like she's about to get <laughs> yeah. take her air rifle out. And... This next man also goes by Jason Gibble, but when it comes to making business deals, he can't even get a nibble. Here he is, lunchbox, yeah. everybody. Well, Bobby has been encouraging us to spread our wings and fly, chase our dreams, and I just want to let you guys know I may be leaving the show. I have applied for a new job. Breaking news. Okay. Good job. Yep. Uh, Netflix is hiring flight attendants that pay $385,000 a year, and so I have put my name in the hat, and they say they need independent judgment, discretion, and outstanding customer service skills. 
which all the things I possess, and it says you need to be able to lift 30 pounds. I can lift 30 pounds. What about experience as a flight attendant? I didn't say anything about that. Is Netflix having an airline? Like, what is? Yeah. Yeah, because you fly talent around. They have private jets. Oh. Uh, that you fly talent around, and then also executives. So this is a double-edged sword, guys. Not only am I going to be making $385,000 a year, I'm going to be in front of execs at Netflix, and eventually they're going to be like, hey, you ever acted before? And I'm like, well, actually, I have. <laughs> bad out of boom, hell. I was in Bad Out of Hell. I it was in Friday Night Live. Don't say that, though. I won't say that. <laughs> so I'm going to meet the stars, and I'm like, hey, maybe you should come on set and try a couple lines. So I'm going to be making a lot of money flying around the country. and You really should apply for that job. Yes. I'm going to. I hope you get it. I hope you get a callback. I mean, how awesome would that be? Would you leave for that? That's a good money. Would you leave for that? Yeah. Okay. You heard it here first, everybody. <laughs> Maybe by the time you get that job, we can get Todd Chrisley back in here to be the guest oh, host again. Oh, yeah, that'd yeah. be cool. Maybe from his luxury prison, he can face, <laughs> FaceTime him in. All right, Lunchbox, thank you. While we may never question her ability to drive, her toughest task last year was keeping a fish alive. Here she is, Amy, everybody. <laughs> So I had booked a guest for my Four Things podcast that I was very excited about. Her time is very valuable. She's an expert in her field. And I started recording with her, and we had been uh, talking for 15 minutes. And I realized I didn't hit record. Oh, mm. that's not good. Again, that is a, that's a, first of all, that's on brand a little bit, right? Like no, that's happened <laughs> once in oh. the four years. Or, no, I'm just saying in general. In 400 episodes. You're once. forgetful. Yeah, you're a forgetful person. But go ahead. Ish. Yeah, ish. Uh, and so I was mortified, obviously, yeah. but it got me wondering what would what would Bobby do in that situation? Would not have told them. Oh, I would have just kept going, oh. and then eventually revisited in the middle of other things some of those first things. Oh, and then I would have reset it in the middle mm-hmm. to use back at the beginning. That's why you're smart. So, but I wouldn't have said anything because yeah. I wouldn't have wanted them the whole time going, "Oh my God, what an idiot!" I know because you know for sure they would have been doing that. Yeah. They'd have been like, "What an idiot!" I'm never doing this podcast again. I'm telling everybody else about this podcast that it's only run by an idiot. Well, that's what she did then. <laughs> no, you stopped and said, "Oh, I didn't. I wasn't recording." You said, "Oh no!" I oh was, no! I just said, "Just keep going." I know. Just, oh no! Just but keep going. But also, <laughs> part of my personality is forget just, I said all that idiot stuff. By the way, <laughs> I mean, talk about I still I lost sleep over it. it it's like, oh, the worst. I'm the worst, but I forgive myself. Yeah. But I, 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 we started over. She was gracious. <sighs> she was gracious. I'd have sped through that stuff. I'd have got off that podcast pretty quick. I'd be like, are you sure you're recording this? <laughs> okay. Uh, Raymundo? From Mountain Pine, Arkansas, he's going to golf Pebble Beach with Eddie. Let's hope that he's ready. Bobby Bones. Thank you. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Well, this is what I would say. And I wasn't going to lead with this this morning, but I just got this text from my friend, uh, SJ. He says, hey, we're having a staff discussion because allegedly you recommended Emily the Criminal to watch and people on our staff are saying, not to hurt your feelings, that it was not good. Uh-oh. I replied, wasn't me. I haven't seen that movie. But who on the show recommended Emily the Criminal? Uh, yeah, me. I-, I did too. And Mike D. And oh, Mike you guys D. all liked it? Yes, yeah. we loved it. I thought it was very entertaining. So what do you think about them when they say they didn't like it? Then they don't have very good taste. Are they idiots? Yeah. Maybe they didn't really watch what? it. What? Yeah, may, I don't know what they were expecting. It's not going to win Best Picture, but it was an entertaining, fun, like a movie. Like you're like, oh, like. And I did say it's low budget, so don't expect like high quality. But that storyline's amazing. Yeah. But don't like, like, take it down and go. Well, but but if either you liked it, or you didn't. No, it's no. awesome. There you go. Right. That's what we're saying. We're Stand not, by your man. We're not <laughs> backing up. <laughs> you know. We don't Can't back down. Said it best. Down. I won't yeah. back down. Oh, Tom Petty. I think okay, so. so you guys are sticking with that? Yeah. yeah. All right, my original one, too, and I'll roll over to this one as well. So sometimes I'll make cookies at home. 
It's a little something I do on the side. <laughs> and I learned this from my wife, but if you, I like chocolate chip cookies. I don't like making peanut butter cookies. I hate peanut butter. So usually I only do chocolate chip. And at first I didn't realize that they had to be so I, I kept waiting for them to get hard in the oven the first couple times I did it. And so I would push up like a fork on it. It would be way softer, like they're not done. The thing is, they got to come out and then harden. I didn't know that, right? It took me like two batches to figure it out. <laughs> so I finally, I'm pretty good at getting them out at the right time. But then I take a little bit of sea salt, just a tad, on the chocolate cookie and just put a little on the top. Game changer. Game mm. changer. Yeah, dude. I didn't know salt on a chocolate cookie would be good. Mm-hmm. Are you serious? That is the most disgusting no, thing. No, it's not. I, no, it's no, actually no. not. I thought, no, no, I I thought no the same idea. thing. No, no, I, would, no, no. I thought the same thing. I, I was at a restaurant uh, a couple weeks ago. My wife ordered a chocolate chip cookie, and I took one bite of it. It had salt on it, and I spit it out. The absolute <laughs> worst thing I have ever had well, in my life. Well, you haven't had sea salt in the box like my wife gets. It's a little bitty box of sea salt. And I go like this. I go, sprinkle like salt bay, but uh, cookie bay. <laughs> <laughs> Just disgusting. It's good. It's you good. Got, you guys have lost so your mind. No, you're crazy. Salt on cookies. Get out. That's it. Time to open up the mailbag. You send an email and we read it on the air. It's something we call Bobby's Mailbag. Yeah. Hello, Bobby. I play guitar and I sing. I'd like to get your thoughts and critiques on my ability to do so. I watched Heath Sanders' interview on how you discovered him and thought, why not give it a shot? Not that I believe I'm bound for stardom, but I would just like an honest opinion. I don't do social media. I'm a rancher in southeast Kansas. I decided to just record something with my phone. I'm feeding cattle. I don't have a guitar here, so this is the best I can do at the moment. Love the show. Can't wait to get your opinion. Best regards, Adam. And he sent me a clip of him singing, so we'll critique it right here. Go ahead. I guess everything does change except what we choose to recall. It's a million good daydreams to dream of. But baby... You are my favorite memory of all. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. If I just heard you singing around the ranch, I'd be like, dang, Adam, you're a good singer. Really good ranch singer. I feel like you have to get out and sing a bunch more because he's falling off his notes. Um, Where he's hitting, ah, and he just... But it's pretty good. I don't know that you're going to get discovered from that kind of clip. I think if you get a guitar and... You go and you play a few places. You get some reps under your belt. You feel more comfortable singing and holding some of these notes. I think you have a real shot to have a shot, you know? Right now, with that, you ain't there, but you do have the promise of you know instinctually how to sing, so now it's just learning really what to sing and how to sing it. Bones, what if he does videos from the ranch while That's he's great. singing? I think if there's a he's on a cow or he's yeah. the cows are around him, people love authenticity. So if he's and he is authentically a rancher, I would record on the ranch. Oh yeah, I, I'm picturing him singing while he's loading hay or building a fence. Sure. Or if he can just kind of like lure the cows in and make it sound like, look, every time I sing, the cows come in. And then they all just like sit down <laughs> and they start swaying back and forth. That's what I'm talking about. Okay, now y'all trying to choreograph the cows. <laughs> there are a lot of people that sing really well on the internet, mm-hmm. and you can be one of them. Or you can practice and get really good and be somebody who sings good on the internet, but also can sing good in person. And that's yeah. So I think you're a couple steps away, but I think you have the promise to do it. But right now, you ain't there, but that don't mean you can't get there. But we appreciate that. I like these, I, and I would encourage more people to do them, but I don't want to I don't want to crash our inbox. Would it crash our inbox if people started sending us clips? <laughs> yeah. I, maybe you send us a link. Do that. Don't send us an attachment, but link it to like a YouTube or something. If you're like, 
and in the clip be like, hey, Bobby, I just want to see if you'll critique me, and then we'll critique him on the air. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Constantly. Mm-hmm. This is a fun game. Dude, we can find a star. What'd you think of that guy, Lunchbox? It's a no for me, dog. It's a no what? for now, but you can tell he knows like, what he's doing. He can sing at a bar in Kansas. Mm-hmm. That's fine. What? In his hometown. But guys, but, it's also on a telephone. Like, I, you know? but, all, but that's all we have to, to go with. Right. Though, right? Yeah, Eddie, I mean, I'm just telling you, he's not good enough. Okay. Yet. For what, though? If he wants to be like Heath Sanders and be discovered, he ain't there. Well, I don't think Heath Sanders was as good even then as he is now. So, right? It's, we're all growing every day. I think if he puts the time in, he can actually get pretty good. Thanks, Adam. Appreciate that email. You guys, if you want to send us a link to you performing, but in the clip, you got to be like, hey, Bobby Bones, this is me. Don't just send me a clip of you from like 1996. Are you catfishing me? <laughs> <laughs> All you have to do is send it to us. Morgan, what do you got? Mailbag at bobbybones.com. All right, thank you. We got your email and we read it on the air. Now it's time to close Bobby's mailbag. Yeah. It's time for the Bobby feud. Welcome, everybody. So what we're going to do here, I'll ask you a question that thousands and thousands of people have answered. Let's see how you do. We always roll the dice to see who goes first. Number three. That'll be Eddie. Okay. You'll go first. Wide Open Country has a list of the top 10 most influential artists of the 90s. Based on fan research and their own, top 10 most influential country artists of the 90s. Got it. The strength of yours, Eddie. All right, I'm going to start off easy. In the 90s, very influential. Let's go Garth Brooks. Garth Brooks. Show it to me. Number one answer. One point, Eddie. Good job. We give one point for the number one because it's the easiest one to get. Correct. Go ahead. Okay, Shania Twain, huge in the 90s, inspired women all over the world. Man, is that the answer? (laughs) Yes. I feel like a woman. All right, Eddie. Man, I feel like a woman. Top 10 most influential artists of the 90s. Let's stick to influencing women all over the world. Reba is on this list. Show me from Oklahoma, Miss Reba McIntyre. At number eight. Big points there at number eight. Oh, Oh, gosh. Why didn't I think of this earlier? Look, he influenced me to go water skiing. I'm not very good at it, but that video of Chattahoochee, give me Alan Jackson. He wants Alan Jackson. Can he see Alan Jackson? All right, number number six answer there, Eddie. You know who influenced me to start a band with my best friend? Brooks and Dunn. So I'm assuming they inspired everyone, too, to do this. Give me Brooks and Dunn. Boot scooting, is that the answer? Wow. I spend most every night. Number four, number four. Eddie got 21 points right now. So, top ten most influential artists of the 90s. Garth and Shania are one and two. Brooks and Dunn are four. Alan Jackson is six. And Reba is eight. Oh, man. Let's go with inspired people to drink lots of beer. Mark Chestnut. Show me... Mr. Chestnut. <laughs> that was a punt. That was a punt. Amy. Okay. Still a lot of points on the board. Go ahead. Well, I mean, my guy is George Strait. That's yeah, my how, guy. Did, how do you influence people? Uh, well, how did any of them influence people? I, to- I told you, every Maybe single one. Maybe he influenced one. other country artists. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Show me George Strait. Carry your love with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Got some- Maybe people were looking for real estate. Yeah, I feel like Ocean Park Properties from the 80s, though. Just throwing that out there. Go ahead. Tim McGraw. Of course. Show me Tim McGraw. Correct. 
Number 10 answer. And he has 17 points just like that. Okay. All right. Well, golly, I got so many on here, but it's just a toss-up at what's what, you know? So I'll pick another. Oh, God, but Reba was eight. Okay. And he was 10. Let's go with... What did Eddie say? What was the last one he said? I'm sorry. I said Mark Chestnut. Okay. Uh, Why would you give her that? Oh. Travis. Sorry. What? Ran out of time. But I, I was answering. Yeah, you went on. You, what did Eddie say? Can't him and haw? Lunchbox, over to you. Oh, my God. Oh, that's easy. Florida Georgia Line. What? Uh, one 90s. of the top ten most influential artists in the 90s. Florida what? Georgia Line. Go. Oh. In the 90s? <laughs> were they even born they in the 90s? children. <laughs> Hey, it's your answer, buddy. Good one, Haters dude. Haters hate. Good Haters one. do hate. Okay. Eddie. Okay, okay. I got this. Influential the 90s. Give me Joe Diffie, the pickup man. Joe and the pickup man. No. Oh. Now, points are a double. Amy, you're only down to four points. Yeah. So there are one, two, three answers still left on the board. A lot of points up there. We're looking for the most influential country artists of the 90s. Three, five, and nine are still up there. Three, five, and nine. Lunchbox's strategy was smart. He's just trying to get it to the later round yes, for more you points. Yeah, you idiots. Like, oh, you guys okay. are telling me I'm okay. dumb. Was that your strategy? Yes. I thought so, too. Because I didn't have enough points on the board yeah. to catch Eddie at 21. Let the guy do his deal, you know? Yeah, get did, out of here. This is not running out my time, is it? This part's not, but okay. when you're going, Eddie, what did Eddie say? What did Eddie say? <laughs> okay, Travis Tritt. Show me Travis Tritt. Shocked, Amy. All right, Lunchbox. A lot of points up there. You ready? Yeah. John Party. Faith Hill. Show oh, me. Nope. Dang it. Faith nope. Hill. Nope. She was at number 11. That's fine. She wasn't top 10. Good. Hey, hey, that's fine. Hey. All good. He's fine with that. Hey, Nothing. now they triple Eddie's third round. Eddie, points are tripled. Last round. Bones, give me Vince Gill. Show Eddie Vince Gill. Yeah! What? Yeah! Two left, Eddie. What else you got? Good one, good one, good one. Uh, Dang it. Gosh, influential. All right, give me Winona Judd. Show me Winona. Wow! This is crazy. Hey, my strategy worked. Wait later rounds. There's one answer left, Eddie. Oh, I don't know if I can get this. It's the number three answer. Oh. Hmm. You have won. You've dominated. Game over. Put. Who is Tim? Tim McGraw. Oh. McGraw, 10. Vince Gill, 9. Reba, 8. George Strait, 7. Alan Jackson, 6. Winona, 5. Brooks and Dunn, 4. 3 you don't have yet. Shania, 2. Garth, 1. Gosh, 1990s. No one's ever closed the category, by the way. <laughs> well, Amy got points, so. No, but closed the category. There's always something left oh, over. Oh, yeah, you're right. Oh, man. Why man. am I not getting this? Hey, you're hemming and hawing, bud. Yep. I mean, let's just go Kenny Chesney. Show me Chesney. Okay. Amy? Uh, I think his song came out in the 90s because uh, it was influential for sure. Billy Ray Cyrus? I thought about it. Dang it. I don't know. it. You got it, dude. Come on. Hey, if you get it, it's worth times 100. Come on, dude. Luke Combs, you got this. Times 100. <laughs> times 100? Yeah, times 100. <laughs> that means you'll never get it. That Deanna point. Carter. Well, I'll tell you this. Dina. Dina Carter is at number 15. Dang. Oh. 
That's incorrect. Martina Ooh. McBride was a 14. Oh. John Michael Montgomery was a 13. Uh-huh. Trish Eater was a 12. You forgot about all them. Trisha. I had Trisha. She was but. But she- your number three answer of the most influential artists of the 90s was? Better all had to die. But Eddie, you dominated, buddy. Come nice on. job. Yeah. Nice hey, job. I should have just gone through my CD case from you, you when I was have. driving. Could have, should have, would have. I know. That's right. Uh, Eddie, here's your song for winning the game. Muchas gracias. Welcome, buddy. All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas. Anytime I wear them or I get a new pair, they feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. So the Chris Lees are in jail. She's in Kentucky. He's in Florida. Yeah. And so we started talking about if you have to go to jail for a long time, how long? How long do you wait before you move on or your spouse moves on from you if you go on for 30 years? Or does it matter what crime you committed? If it's fraud, maybe they don't leave you. If it's murder and it's a way, yeah, probably they do. So Lunchbox, if your wife went to jail, what's the longest you would wait before you said, ah, I'm going to go ahead and get divorced? One year. See, that to me sounds way, way short. <laughs> yeah. Very. This is way on. short. No, no, she can get out in a year and we can be together. But if it's more than that, I mean, I can't sit around forever, guys. 18 what? months. She gets an 18-month sentence. 
Sorry. Are you going to wait the year first? Or are you like, well, since it's 18, I might as well move on with my life. I might as well move on with my life. Oh, okay. And you have to understand, like when you're in prison, the world changes so much in that time that I can't. How do you know? You hear everybody that gets out of jail. You, How, watch you hear it. from people? Yeah, you watch people pri- that have been in there one year. You watch prison shows and they're like, man, what is this? A phone, a computer? <laughs> like, they're blown away. And so I can't stop time. Like, I can't stop living life. Yeah. So you asked your wife the same question? Yeah. Here's that clip. I'd wait forever. No, no, no. Be for real. That's stupid. That's <laughs> stupid. Let's say I'm sentenced to 10 years. That's a long time. <laughs> I'd wait 10 years. No, no, be real. I, maybe 10. 10 max. Okay. Because I think you'd be sentenced to 10, but then you'd get out in less. 15 years. <laughs> okay, this game is stupid. I'm done. <laughs> okay. Because I said that if you got sentenced to one year, I'd be like, oh, no. Oh, if I were in jail for one year, you wouldn't even wait for me longer than a year. <laughs> a year's a long time. Dang it. Would you look for another wife or would you just be looking to have some fun and maybe you would just stay with her? I would be looking to have fun, but you never know. Like, what if you fall in love? It happens. Or get somebody pregnant. Right. Mm-hmm. That does happen. And that's the problem is you can't do <laughs> yes. any of that. When she's in prison, you, when she's behind a plastic, like you go into, there's a plastic partition between you guys. It's like, man, is this really love or is this just like, uh. <laughs> 50 years would be my answer. Wow. There's 50 years. You couldn't last 40. <laughs> what is that mean? That's a weird number. Why? Well, you said 50. Like, don't Let's be realistic. I mean, honestly, if it's 20 years, your life's almost over too. So you can't wait 20 years. Eddie, how long are you waiting for your wife? Forever. Okay, that's what Stop I said it. too. Forever. But I just want to say 50 to give another answer. Stop. <laughs> why so, can you not be honest? Why Why does your wife laugh at your one year? That's what's weird to me. Like, she's just like, oh, okay. Oh, uh, because she's like, oh, she a- knows him. Right. <laughs> that's crazy. So the Chrisleys are in jail. We thought it'd be fun for Lunchbox to go and visit Todd Chrisley. Todd's been a guest host on this show before. What did you find out about how this works? So you have to be on their visitor list. They have they have a list that they put, and if you are on the visitation list, you're allowed to get into the prison to visit him. So the only way I'm going to get in is if I can get a hold of him, write him a letter, and get him to put me on his list and say, come on down. Because I can't just show up at the jail. They won't let me in. I bet you anybody famous in jail then would have people showing up all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Correct. Uh, makes sense. Okay, so you have to write a... You can't call... Can you call people in prison? Meaning, is there a certain time where you're like, hey, I'm going to... No, I think they can call you. Yeah. Because, like, I don't know how these... But, po- I mean, they have... Some of them have... But this is a nice jail. Right. I assume yeah. they'd have a phone in there. They may have FaceTime in that jail. I have no idea. Yeah. Well... So you're going to write a letter. Do you have the address of the place? I got the address. I got everything. I just need an envelope and a stamp, and we're good to go. Oh, that's man. easy to get. Where's he going to find that? Yeah, I know. We get... So here's what. <laughs> you can't email him? Because don't they have, like, computer time? Yeah, you would think. But I don't have his email. I don't know Todd's email. Is it, like, Todd Chrisley at jail.com? Jail.com. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll try it. Um, so do this, then. Write the letter tonight. Okay. Bring it in tomorrow. We want to hear the letter, and if we're okay with it, and you're not going to get us in trouble, we'll mail it off and see if we can get you on the list. Okay, and if you don't like my letter, we can. Will you help me edit it? I'll write you a poem like I did Abby, but oh, she never, but, you know. Yeah, that didn't all right, work. Yeah. I'll write it. <laughs> okay, tomorrow to Todd, your letter to Todd, and you'll go down there if he replies back and says one hundred percent. Wow, I'll leave tomorrow. That's not how mail works these days. <laughs> but I like it. Takes a little longer for mail to. Well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, I'm saying like the day after I find out that he says yes, you'll leave the next day. Yeah. A teenager wins a $613,000 Lucky Sevens Fast Money Jackpot when the ticket was given to her by a friend. A teenager, 19 years old, won $600,000. Wow. 
as a gift. Ugh. I think it was a gift. Yeah, they, they need to like talk to this teenager, right? It was a gift. That's unreal. I think it was a gift. Okay. <laughs> a teenager. <laughs> it's crazy. It was a gift. He handed me the ticket and said he bought it for Christmas. Scratched it. 600, 600, 600. <laughs> oh. oh my god! Like, remember when our buddy we used to work with won two hundred thousand dollars and he's like, "I bought a car." We're like, "Dude, dude, 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 what are you doing? What are you I'm doing? Like, do you gotta pay taxes?" On yeah. that. He's like, "I bought a car. I'm going on a trip." <laughs> yeah, yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Yeah, yeah that's crazy. Okay. <laughs> Here's Amy's pile of stories. If you're trying to fall asleep faster and you watch TV before bed, you might want to try suspenseful dramas because a study was just done and researchers found that those that watched that type of TV before bed, they fell asleep the fastest of any other categories like documentaries and other stuff. That sounds counterintuitive. Yeah. Where you want to get your heart rate up, you get nervous, you get nervous before bed or you don't know what's going to happen so you just fall asleep other researchers say watch Freddie and Jason (laughs) (laughs) the worst researchers I've ever heard of horror films but also it didn't say uh, quality of sleep it just said you fell asleep faster (laughs) Um, and then I have a list of suspenseful dramas in case you want to check one out go ahead The Old Man yeah yeah that's a great show a drama I mean I guess I wouldn't call that a suspenseful drama it's a series more than a movie. It's a little I guess. suspenseful though, because you don't know what's like really going on. It is. It's awesome. It's dude. awesome. It's like the best show I've seen in a long time. Go <laughs> well, ahead. If you Google suspenseful TV, these shows come up. Uh, the old man, Jack Ryan. Don't watch the old man before you go to bed. <laughs> Just don't. I did, and one, I wanted to keep watching episodes. It's one of those shows. Uh, as soon as it finishes, like I got to watch another one. And two, you're just like, oh my god, oh my, no, that's this is the worst research I've ever heard. Just move on. This is, we should fire this research company. Okay, all right. Severance, Yellowstone, those are other shows. Which, speaking of Yellowstone, the Wall Street Journal did a whole write up on how cowboy fashion has gotten so big in cities and suburbs, simply because of the show Yellowstone. Uh, one fan who lives outside of New York said he started watching Yellowstone and then really got into the look. He now owns five pairs of cowboy boots. Eddie wears cowboy stuff every day. Dallas Cowboys. Oh, okay. Oh, oh that's what she means. Got it. Uh, the, okay. the Wall Street Journal also talked to a fan in Germany who is now dressing like a cattle rancher. But he's not. What a, what a loser. I know. You're going to dress on, like guys. a rancher and you're not even a rancher. There's a difference in wearing it. Don't wear chaps to work in Brooklyn because you watch the show. <laughs> Okay, all right, what else? I got the five best country breakup songs of all time. All right, number five. Stay, Sugarland. Why don't you stay? Yeah, this one's awesome. And you forget how good it is till you hear it again. And they recorded this in one take. Just Christian and a guitar and her with a vocal in the studio. It's a crazy story behind it. We did a Bobby cast talking about this. That's a good one. What else? George Strait, Give It Away. Just give it away. You know, a little too upbeat. I like my breakup songs to be sad and slow. <laughs> and I think you could sing this and actually think it's not sad. Yeah, but in the song, they're definitely breaking up. Absolutely. Just give it away. I, for sure. I like mine to be sad, though, feeling like slow tempo. What else? Keith Whitley, I'm Over You. Someone told you I was taken. Or just Keith Whitley, insert most every song. <laughs> All of his yeah. songs. Yeah, most every song. At number two, Dolly Parton, I Will Always Love You. And this wasn't really a romantic breakup song, though. She wrote this as a, hey, I appreciate you, but I got to go now. Is this Porter Wagner? It is. Yeah. Good job. Yeah, that's what that is. So breakup, sure, but like a friendship breakup. Like, I would write this for Eddie if we ever broke up. Oh, wow. Yeah, because we didn't make out, but we did spend a lot of time together. <laughs> and? Roy Acuff did this in the 40s, but the most popular one is Willie Nelson, Blue Eyes, Crying in the Rain. This is one of my favorite songs of all time. 
Yeah, you love sad songs. Yeah. And this Rain. one's just literally one of my favorite songs ever, period of all life. Play the Roy Ake, of course, well, right? Who was crying in the rain? That's upbeat. Well, the horns throw it off a little bit. <laughs> we kissed goodbye and parted. I knew we'd never Still sad, though. It's like the Looney Tunes horn, though, in the back. Yeah. <laughs> There's yes. all kinds of instruments throws, back there. I know, that throws it off. But, okay, Amy, is that it? Yep, I'm Amy. That's my pile. That was Amy's pile of stories. Oh. It's time for the good news. With Amy. Tell me something good. So in Chester, Connecticut, an artist installed something downtown that's super cool. Locals can use it. Visitors. You hop in. The Wish booth, it looks like an old school phone booth. Yeah, well, like a UK phone booth. That's oh, like yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Red, yeah. The red, it's very cute. And you hop in and you've got a direct line to the universe. It doesn't even cost a coin, like fountains. <laughs> That's what yeah. I took from it. Make all the wishes, doesn't cost you anything. Mm-hmm. You just got to get in there. You know somebody's going to get in there and pee, though. Of course. Some drunk dude. Well, and I'm wondering, too, because is it, I, I don't know if it's recording them, but are like people hopping there and it's like, okay, dear God. And they're like saying things or whatever. Well, it's not a confession booth where they're going to arrest people. But I think it would be cool if people could leave some sort of message and then somebody else could get in and see it and go, I can actually help that person. And then they could do it. I don't know that it's that next level, but 1,500 wishes have been recorded in the booth so far. and Recorded? So they're recording them. Yeah, I guess they are. Okay, Christopher Owens, he's the artist that created it, and he said, we need hope right now. And this is a whimsical way of going about it and hopefully inspiring people. It's fun. It's positive. Yeah. I'm for it. It didn't cost anybody any money. That's a good deal. That is what it's all about. That was Tell Me Something Good. Let's go and do Amy's Morning Corny. The Morning Corny. What do you call an old apple? What do you call an old apple? Granny Smith. (laughs) (laughs) That was The Morning Corny. It's a Bobby Bones Show interview. In case you didn't know. About to have Hardy right here in studio on this stage. Hardy's got a couple number ones that he has as an artist. I mean, not to count the ones he's written for other people. But you would know this song called One Beer. One beer turns into a cigarette burning into a t- He's got a song with Lainey Wilson right now called Wait in the Truck. Here's a clip of that. A great songwriter, obviously a great artist. He's been out on tour with Morgan Wallen. He's got the long hair, the dark glasses. He's like a cooler version of me. Let's admit it. He's a cooler <laughs> version of me. Here he is celebrating his new album, The Mockingbird and the Crow, that is out now. Here is Hardy. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Hardy. What's going on, buddy? How are you? Good, man. Good to see you again. I think it's, I saw you perform a couple times, but I haven't, I guess we haven't like seen each other personally in a while, but man, yeah. I'll tell you what, you go hard. It's awesome. <laughs> And it's like, you go, it's it's really cool to see. I Thank guess we you. talked on the phone. You told me you like believed in ghosts or you texted something oh, about ghosts. I had a ghost story at my at my house. Um, is this a real story? or It's is a some- real story, man. I I was always like apprehensive and skeptical. And there's some stuff that happened that I can't, I literally cannot explain. And I lived alone. So I collect Native American artifacts, like arrowheads and stuff like that. And the short story is I found a place on the Cumberland River that was very potent, and the river had gotten really high for a long time, and then it dropped. And so basically it had shaved away a lot of the dirt on the riverbank, and, um, which is what you do when you go look, right? You wait for a big rain, and it washes away new dirt, and you find arrowheads in it. 
and uh, a buddy of mine and myself found this spot and it was just there was like a ton of broken arrowheads a ton of arrow it was just really really potent and like fresh and we both kind of had like a uh we were like man this is like spooky because it's like the first time it's been revealed you know to the earth or whatever anyway so we found some stuff and i took it home and like a week later um man i mean there's a million stories i woke up all the lights would be on in the house uh all my countertop appliances would be unplugged my, uh, what my, do you mean unplugged? Like literally from fi- the plug, physically, like, like blender, toaster, microwave, uh, lamp. Was this when you had enough money for a housekeeper? Maybe they did that. No, I live completely alone, and it would be like, like it was on the night before, like when I went to bed, like a microwave. Nobody unplugs a microwave. Um, and were you drinking the night before? No, <laughs> dude. I'm telling you. That's my uh, thought. Callie and I hung a big mirror, um, and. The next day, we went to look at the mirror, and there was a giant scratch across the front of the mirror. Um, one night, we were watching Yellowstone, and there's and no I, way you can't. There's no way you can justify the scratch. I, I I want to be able to, but I promise you, I cannot. I have no idea how to justify it. Okay, we, t- tell me the Yellowstone one then before I go on any farther. Go ahead. We we were watching Yellowstone, and we heard a noise downstairs, and and she was like, "What was that?" And I was like. I, sounded like a a chair got like scooted across the floor and we had a chair from our kitchen table that had been like scooted like 10 feet out from our kitchen table. Do you have a dog or a Roomba? No. No. And when I tell you, like I lived in Jolton in a house, in a cabin that's driveway was like a mile and a half long in the middle of nowhere. Nobody knows where this house is. Like it's completely impossible that it was, it was a person. Plus the doors were locked and everything. So it, your theory can't prove it right or wrong is that it's possible that from your collection of Native American something artifacts, yeah. you brought something home. Yeah. And why do you still ha- do you still have these artifacts? So we eventually— Because I dump them more immediately. As soon as I thought <laughs> that, I would get rid of them. I, I had one moment. <clears throat> Callie quit staying with me because she was so freaked out because it was, it was always something. Like, it wasn't just those things. Like, it was— like a light would turn on and off downstairs while we were awake. Like it was crazy stuff that was never, it wasn't like poltergeist, like we saw anything or anything crazy. But I had one, there was five days in a row that I woke up at 2.59 or 3 in the morning on the dot. And the last morning I did it, I got up out of bed and this this house kind of, it just had a loft with a master bedroom and it was really creaky. It was a cabin. And when I got out of bed and turned my lamp on, something jumped from my lo- the loft of my house to the floor and ran through the house. And I jumped out of bed. I thought somebody, I literally thought somebody was in my house. It was a big thing, like a human-sized thing. It wasn't like a mouse. No. Okay. It, it shook the dishes in the dishwasher kind of deal. And uh, I jumped up and, like, went through the whole house. And and then we went, Callie was like, let's get some sage and just try to see if we can sage the house. And we saged every corner. And I went in there with, a, like, a purpose and was very, like, stern and was like, if we have something of yours or blah, 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 like, we're sorry, but we're, you know, we, we it's time for you to leave. You said it out loud. Yeah. Oh, I'd have I'd have been, I, thought that I was felt hilarious. like an idiot. <laughs> yeah, I felt like I would an idiot. Have too, yeah. And um, we'd never had a problem again. But my mom, who has never told a lie in her entire life, uh, would go out there occasionally. Just it was like a really pretty place, and my parents live here, so they would go out there to like hang out or something when I there or gone. And my mom said that she would go in that bedroom, the one with the mirror scratch, and that the lamp would turn on and off, and she would be like, "Okay, I'm leaving." And then as she would go to walk out the front door, that the lamp by the front door would turn on and off. After after we saged it, it's almost it's just like, like an electrical pro- problem. It is a cabin, you know. I mean, it could be a huge coincidence, but the chair scooting across the floor and the, and the scratch on the mirror and the the thing jumping from my loft, I cannot explain that. And it was a hundred percent real. And I can't prove that it's not real because I wasn't there. Yeah, I, I obviously. Do you not believe in ghosts at all? 
Uh, in the form of how people describe them, I struggle with it. I obviously think there are things bigger, and my brain does not have the capacity to understand right. things that it simply has not seen. I mean, I think there's so much that we can't even imagine that we don't even know is out there. I think science can explain it. I mean, we didn't know radio waves existed till like 100-something years ago. That's a great point, but science then proved they did, so now we do. So I guess until we have some sort of machine that proves <clears throat> – so yes, I, and that is a valid point until I like counterpoint you with going. But then science did go, that's true, and we so I don't have that, so I still can't. Well, I think that a lot of it is like people think it's all like hocus-pocus – and so they, they think it's silly to invest a lot of money and like time and to and you know invest in stuff that could try to prove that they were real. I think I can't prove that you're not right. And my <laughs> only story is my grandmother adopted me for a long time, uh, very instrumental in all my life. Lived with her for most of my life, and she left me a guitar, and it was a right-handed guitar, but she played it in church, and she never took a lesson. And she and you know I went to a Pentecostal church when I was young. Before I went to a Baptist church, I grew up in a very rural town in Arkansas, and. So she left it, and it was really all she had to leave. And I remember I was, like, talking. She had died and whatever. And I was like, okay, if you ever give, send me some kind of sign or whatever that thing. And her, the freaking guitar fell over. Oh, really? It fell. And I – Dude. Now, did I – I don't know. I don't know if I did something. I don't know. I don't think I kicked it, but the guitar fell over. Yeah. But I still struggle because I can't see it, touch it, feel it. Science sure. can't show me to just go, yes, it's absolutely true. But I can't tell you you're wrong. I just go, dang. Now listen to one more story. Lunchbox, tell him your story. And <sighs> then you tell me if you think he's legitimate because he's held on to the story for 15 years. So at my buddy's house who lived like four houses down from me, okay. spending the night one night, and I get up to go to the bathroom, and I walk down the hallway, and a ghost pushes me in the closet, locks the door, and it gets really cold in there. And I cannot open the door. And there is a ghost because we'd be there after school and you would see footprints on the stairs and the front door would unlock and lock with us just sitting on the couch. Really? No one's touching it. And these guys do not believe me, but it 100% happened. <laughs> well, because you also, I believe you, man. He also says Tell that, him where the ghost touched you, though. No, no, there was no touching <laughs> oh, by the oh, ghost. Oh. I'm just telling you. It shoved me in the closet and I could not get out. And it got really, really cold in the closet. Uh. I can't yeah. prove it didn't happen, but he lies so much right. that just based on that alone, it's hard to believe it. Uh, oh, look, Hardy's here. You have a new record that's that's out. Uh, we have a lot to talk about music-wise. We kind of got on that sidetrack there. But so as far as I would just imagine with you being such a prominent songwriter, and I don't know if you do this to yourself, but do you put extra pressure on yourself when you put out a project of your own because people know you for being a great songwriter and performer? A little bit. Because these songs have to be really good because we know – all the great stuff you've written for other folks, too. No, I agree. I, I think that it has to beat the stuff that I've had cut on other people or else people would just constantly be like, oh, why didn't you put that out yourself? Um, but, you know, it, like my record cycle is usually two years, and so, I mean, I, I pick usually – I mean, it still has to be me, you know, but I pick like the best 10, 15 songs of that those two years or so that for myself. Um, but I, do, anything, I feel the pressure for sure. Anything you've held on for over a year that's, that made the record? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Jack, I think, was the first song that we cut. Um, and that one you still stayed in love with even a year later. Yeah. Because that's hard to that do. That was kind of the first song that, since the record's half country and half rock, that was the first song that uh, kind of sparked the rock side of things. So that we kind of based, that's the cornerstone of, of the rock side of stuff. So we held on to that one for forever. <laughs> All right, if you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. 
I've loved my Tacovas. Anytime I wear them or I get a new pair, they feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer, but I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it, but you know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Party. Party's here. New record, The Mockingbird and the Crow. It is out. You guys should check it out. How do you do, because there are 17 songs on this, what's a good number of tracks? And then why do you cut it off? Or why did you add a couple more? You mean just to make a record? Yeah, like, I mean 17. To- why the number? Why? Um... I don't know. I mean, I really we had. I think I had like seven and seven, and and uh, Joey, Moy, and Seth were like, "Let's see if we can get a couple more." And it just sort of turned out to be that way. Um, and for it to be like a half and half thing, I wanted it to be like a decent amount on on both sides. You've really walked that line though, because again, you say, that, and, and I've heard the record too, half rock, half country. But there's also kind of a blurry few songs on there too that could be both. But I think you've created that space in country music where you listen and you go, well, yeah, sure, it's rock, but I could also hear this. Like, and in the opposite, I mean, you ever get those guys go, ah, you're too rock for this place, man? A little bit. I've, I mean, maybe not that, like, direct, but, um, yeah, I mean, some of that. When you were doing sure. Hicks tape, were people like, oh, I don't know, man, this is a little too crazy, it, it probably can't work? <clears throat> or did nobody care enough? I mean, not, I wasn't big enough for anybody yeah. to care yet. <laughs> but, um, I mean, I definitely feel like... Uh, there's some apprehension, especially in the country world. I've actually been the rock world's been super, super cool and and uh, has accepted me more than I honestly even thought they would, and I'm very thankful for that. But uh, I mean, there's definitely been a little bit of apprehension um, from some of my songs being too heavy or whatever. You grew up 
in a small town in Mississippi. What was that town like, and what did people listen to either on the radio or CD? Like, what'd you grow up around? I grew up, well, Philadelphia's awesome, by the way. I, like, you hear a lot of people talk about, like, I'm glad I left that, you know, blankety-blank town, but I loved my hometown, and a lot of people, most people in Philadelphia love uh, Philadelphia. But, uh, man, I grew, my dad instilled rock and roll in me when I was like a little, like a really little kid. So I became super obsessed with it and classic rock until I kind of discovered like MTV and, and then could discover music on my own, you know? So I grew up listening to rock and roll, but country, country was around, but I will say like a lot of people loved rock and roll and there were two or three, there was a weird little music scene, like a lot of, of, of like a weird amount of people could play instruments and there were bands and stuff in this little small town. And uh, so a lot of people, rock and roll was really big in my, in my hometown for sure. In Philadelphia, Mississippi, did they have like a fake Liberty Bell? Like a Mississippi Liberty Bell? No, no Philly cheese. I've always wondered about that. The high school team wasn't the Eagles. Like none of that. That would be funny. (laughs) No, I've always thought it'd be kind of funny too, but we didn't adopt anything from the real Philly. I don't know why. You are loyal and you are, you speak for Mississippi a lot. Um, like I, I do for Arkansas, right? Like I have Arkansas. Te- every, a lot of yeah. what I do, I represent constantly and consistently. Yeah. Uh, why is that so important to you to be the guy from Mississippi? Man, I just, <clears throat> first of all, I don't, there's a lot of really big artists like Elvis, Robert Johnson, whatever. There's a million, a Faith Hill from Mississippi, but I, there's not a ton. And, and I just, I like making my hometown proud and making my state proud and, and, um, I don't know, man. There's just something inside of me that's extremely proud to be from Mississippi. I think it gets a bad rap and gets it's the butt end of a lot of like, you know, redneck jokes and stuff like that. And I think taking pride in that is 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 cool as opposed to, you know, getting getting offended by it or, or whatever. But it's a state full of small towns that doesn't have a city and it's just really unique. There's like one degree of separation between everybody in the whole state. Like you can meet some person that knows somebody you know if you don't know that person. It's it's really special. I mean you guys and us are like forty nine fiftieth in every poll and every yeah. state. It's like Mississippi, Arkansas. It's like the yeah. fattest, yeah. the most littered, it's the like- most <laughs> pregnant <laughs> But only we can read. say that, and we can only make fun of it because we're that's us, right? Yeah, and if, but if somebody else does, man, I will, that, nothing yeah, I fires like me it, up like when somebody goes after Arkansas. Dude, I'm with you, man. So if you take your glasses and hat off, can you go incognito? Uh, the goatee kind of gets me still. I've tried. I did stagecoach, but I wore a, um, I wore like a big uh, quicksilver hat and a, um, a mask and. What are those sunglasses? The uh, Pit Vipers? The big, flashy, yeah. like look like 80s. It was so hot, man, in the mask. I like almost suffocated. Um, but I did it. I did it for like a whole day, and it was, it was, I did that. But I don't know. I haven't tried it too much, but maybe. Well, I can't see, but I've done it before. Like, I'm. Is your vision bad? It's bad enough. Yeah, mine is really bad. And so I've taken my glasses off to walk through, like, walk through like an event for our, our, our company. And even my bosses didn't know who I was. They were like, hey. Oh, really? No, had no idea. You wear a hat mostly, don't you? I mean. Half and half? Enough. Yeah, enough. Yeah. But, I, but I have gray hair. Check it out. Oh, I can't see it from there. Yeah. Oh, you, oh I thought you said you had gray hair. No, great. No, you have good hair. You have good yeah, head of hair. Yeah, no, great. Yeah. I have gray hair. I have some. Great. You do? Is, yeah. are you, do you have your hair on top? Yeah. Yeah, I have, I have a good head of hair. Because <laughs> you do have, a, wow. oh, you have a great head. Wow, he has great hair, too. That's nice. Mostly people just, that wear hats all the time are balding. Dude, I. You know, you get that from your mom's side of the family. Have you ever heard that? Like, if your mom's brothers had a full head of hair their whole life, then you probably will. And both my uh, mom's brothers have and or had a full head of hair. So I'm, I think I'm, I'm in the clear, I think. Do you ever plan to cut the – because it's not really a mullet. You just have long hair. No, I just have regular long hair. Has it always been that way since, like, high school? No, I had, like, the 
they call it the Bama Bangs, dude. I had the frat boy like Justin Bieber thing. I cannot <laughs> see that. At I know. All. I'm trying to picture it. You know what's annoying about Hardy? I think I have a picture on my phone. I'll show you at some point. So and it's it's terribly annoying that Hardy was also an awesome athlete too. Mm. <laughs> it's like these guys come in that are that are everything that I never was. Very talented, awesome athlete, can like sing, play guitar, creative. And it's like, I should never even like this guy. I, I literally shouldn't like you because I have all this like childhood angst from people like you, but I do. I like you a lot. I appreciate that. Yeah. It's, look at me. I'm growing. Therapy. Huh? How about that? <laughs> Therapy. For you. Hey, the, the name, the Mockingbird and the Crow, just why? Um, basically signifies the struggle I have with um, the very watered down term is, or is, you know, a country artist versus a rock artist. Um, it's it talks about the mockingbird singing songs that sound like other songs you've heard, which is kind of sticking to the format, and that gets bleeds into the songwriter side of me too, and and you know writing songs for the radio, and so maybe you know the struggle I have with should I write more songs and sing more songs for the radio versus the crow, which kind of is not as pretty and it you know it doesn't sound as as um, pretty as a mockingbird, and it kind of flies its own path, and it's just a song that talks about the internal struggle I have with that. Go. On the Bobby Bones Show now. Party. Hey, what do you do for like mental health? I, I would assume as an artist, you. I'm going to insert my story in your story. There are uh, insecurities. You're a creative. You have times and spaces you need to go and be by yourself. Is any of that true, by the way? Yeah. Would you consider yourself insecure in certain, certain parts of your life? Maybe. If I do, if I am, I, I don't know if I know it, but I go to therapy. Okay. I have a therapist. Good for you. What, yeah. do, you, what do you do for mental health? So you go to therapy. Uh, you, go, you ever go like, away? You ever you have somewhere you want to go away to? Yeah, I just got back from Mississippi um, for two weeks. I like the deer hunt, but like the Arrowhead thing. I do. I recharge alone. Um, so if I can spend like one day or half a day alone every week, that's like huge for me. I love. I just to be alone with my thoughts and stuff. And I don't know. It just it helps me a ton. How does your new wife do with that? Because my wife does not need to be alone. Right. I do. I'm very much yeah. an alone person. I, and it was it took a long time before she actually understood it wasn't about her. Right. And not that she was ever deeply offended. She was just like, I don't understand. I was like, well, I need to be like alone for a while. Well, yeah, how- it has nothing to do with your significant other. It's just all about you. Did you have any sort of communication barrier there about that or did she get it? No, she's, dude, she's awesome. I mean, we, she and I did like the premarital, like, you know, um, therapy or counseling or whatever. And, and um, we talked about a lot of that and most of the stuff we already knew about each other. But no, she's she's awesome. I mean, if you know, like I said, once a week, I can just be like, hey, I'm going to go do a thing and I'll see you tonight or something. And, and she's like totally cool with it. And she has her things, too, you know. Um, but yeah, no, she's she's super, super cool about it. Any songs on this record have to do with being like in a relationship and in love? Uh, I and Country is... Um, the only love song on the record. It's the only song about a girl. Well, I wouldn't expect like eight or nine or anything, but I figured no. at some point, yeah, you, there's li- one. you live a life and you create from it. Yeah, sure. So something would be in there about that. Yeah, I and Country. Uh, so what? So what is that one though? I and Country. Like, what's what's the it's play basically here? Like, there, there. The hook is there ain't no I and Country, but there's a Y-O-U, and it talks about like, uh, um, like I, I know how to do all this stuff. I know how to build a house on a hill and. And just all these things, you know, it's got a country twist on it, right? It's got the good old boy redneck twist, but it's basically like, but what's the point of all that if, if I don't have somebody to do it for and to do it with? So it's like there ain't no I in country, but there's a Y-O-U. I was flipping through the channels a couple weeks ago, and you, I saw you on wrestling. Yeah. And 
<laughs> my, I have I have a USA Network as one of my main channels. I'll flip through because I, my sh my show's on USA, and so it just comes through like you do your like radio channels. And I'm flipping through, and I see you like going through the ropes, and I'm like, "What is happening here?" <laughs> and then I worried you were going to get hurt <laughs> because I mean, I would assume those guys are. I mean, they know what they're doing, and they're big and strong. Yeah. So how did you? Because you, is WrestleMania? You're performing at something, right? Yeah, or you it's, did uh, um, Royal Rumble. Oh, the Royal, yeah. That, yeah. You know what that is? It's where every, they come down one at a time. Yeah. And then oh, they yeah. throw each other at last one. Oh, I just love Royal Rumble. San Antonio. <laughs> yeah. We're it's, doing that uh, next week, I think. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Did you, like, how do you practice? We we rehearsed it. That's what everybody says. Wrestling is real, but it's rehearsed. And because that guitar was real, dude. That was, that really happened. You know what I mean? And um, so when a guitar gets broken over a human's back or gets. Uh, you have to hit him in a certain spot. He, he, the guy was like, just hit me high, hit me high. Don't hit me. Uh, he was like, hit me on the wide part of my back. But, uh, and he was like, make sure it's just flat, like dead flat. And he was, I remember him saying, the harder you hit me, the worse it's going to hurt. So you might as well like swing for the fence and really try to hit me as hard as you can. Did you ever practice that guitar breaking though? Or was it a one-time shot? I did. And they, they, they had this like stunt guy backstage and he put this like vest on and he was like, all right, give it a shot. And he was kind of like, I think he never thought I'd swung anything before in my life. And he was like, so when you grab it, you grab it down here. <laughs> I'm like, dude, I've broken guitars before. And you play ball. You're a big yeah, baseball player, like I too. I play yeah, baseball yeah. and stuff. So um, anyway, so he did it, and I did it as hard as I could, and it didn't break. And then they all panicked. This was like an hour before I was supposed to do it live. And uh, now what they do is, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to say it anyway. They, they take the guitar apart, they take all the heavy stuff or the metal stuff from the inside, and then they hot glue it back together, which is still, like, it's not like, right. you know, it's still, it still, it's still hurts. a guitar. It's still yeah. hard, yes. But um, I did it, and then the guy, like, panicked, and he was, like, trying to coach me how to, like, swing it and stuff, and I was like, dude, I got it. And they gave, they had a different guitar, and it just, I think the one that they gave me at first was a little more put together. Were you relieved when it broke, when it was live? more relieved than I've ever been in my life. <laughs> I was like, uh, I just, I wanted to be like, yes, right there. Um, but it was awesome, dude. Also, they should take the metal stuff out of a guitar. We don't need yeah. to be convinced. We know that these are great athletes. Yeah. We know. Can you imagine like, no, the guitar needs to be legitimate. Mm -hmm. You yep. need to hit them with Actually, every part Actually, electric guitar, Les Paul. Yes, please. <laughs> yeah. uh, and then you came out, no injuries, no shoulder injuries, nothing. You're flying around. Well, all right. Good for yeah. you. Good for yeah, you. Man. Uh, Hardy's new record's out. It is called The Mockingbird and the Crow. Uh, what are you going to play for us there? I'm going to play a song off the record called Happy. I think it's my favorite song on the record. All right, here we go. Hey, you wrote that one by yourself. Yeah. Uh, why? What What inspired you to do that by yourself? And what, like, tell me about the song, what it's about. Um, Man, I just had like a, actually, like at one point I wanted to write like a children's book and I was thinking about some ideas and, and, um, uh, a publisher told me one time uh, we were talking about doing drugs and we weren't doing drugs but we were literally just talking about it <laughs> a kid's book and, publisher uh, once was he's, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's an older, older guy older than me and he was like man he was like if there's any advice I have for you don't use a week's worth of happiness in one night and I, that always stuck with me and it was in the time of like cutting the record so I sent it to to Seth and Joey and everybody and, and uh, said I really want to put this one on the record on the countryside that's awesome man the Mockingbird and the Crow, the tour dates, he starts in February. Go to hardyofficial.com, runs all the way through um, spring. You're doing, it's all over the place, but go check it out for The Mockingbird and the Crow with uh, Jameson Rogers on, on tour with you. Yeah, and yeah. a rock band, uh, Big Blame My Youth, off uh, Big Loud Rock. 
Uh, we're going to wrap with this. These are five uncomfortable questions from listeners. <laughs> are, Hardy's, <laughs> are Hardy's glasses real or fake? They're real. Very real. Uh, who pays when you and Morgan Wallen go to dinner? Ooh, uh, my record label. Nice. <laughs> he looks at them as he says that. Yep. <laughs> Does Hardy drive a cool car? Yeah. <laughs> this is where you answer what kind of cool car. I have a, um, <clears throat> I have a Jack Roush edition uh, F-250 Super Duty, and I have a um, camouflage wrapped uh, F-150 King Ranch with 38-inch tires. That's a lot of gas. Well, That's what I hear. That's a lot of gas. <laughs> he buys a lot of gas. It's yeah. easy to spot. So, not a car. Oh, I know. Not the camouflage. You'll Look, never see him. I took about? that the camo truck to my hometown to go deer hunting the last two weeks, and it was a huge mistake, dude. Yeah. It was a huge mistake. Uh, two more. What's the coolest part of Hardy's new house? Oh, oh man. Um, the uh, my like studio room. I love it. I have all my cool trinkets and stuff in there. Arrowheads. Yeah, tons. They stay in there, uh, opposite yeah. end of the bedroom. Probably won't go. <laughs> and finally, how did Hardy get famous? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, that's that's my answer. Good enough for us. There he is, Hardy. Everybody, yeah. new album's out. The Mockingbird and the Crow. Go check it out. Go see him on tour. All right. If you want to look cute and feel comfortable at the same time when you're, you know, at a festival or a concert because it's festival and concert season right now, it's got to be all about the boots. And Tacova's boots is where it's at. That is your stop before attending your next concert. I've loved my Tacovas. Anytime I wear them or I get a new pair, they feel comfortable on the first wear. I don't have to break them in. Tacovas has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. And all Tacovas boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition, which is super cool. They've got timeless styles that are always on trend. And really, you just got to stop by your local Tacova store, try them on for yourself, and see what I'm talking about. You can have a complimentary drink while you're there, shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and a friendly staff are at your service. Many stores have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized, which I love. And they've got regular live music and events. There's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it to a store, just visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S and find your new favorite pair of boots today. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Thank you guys for hanging out with us. It's at this time every morning. 
we catch you up on what we think somewhat important or interesting. It's our version of the news. Bobby's Big Stories. The price of eggs so high that people are apparently trying to sneak them across the border from Mexico where they are cheaper. Whoa. Wow. At $3.40, a 30-count carton of eggs is as steel and war as Mexico. Well, you know what else is steel and war as Mexico? Your head. Oh, mm-hmm. God. <laughs> True. If you're not careful. Mm-hmm. Risk that for some eggs. I don't even like eggs that much. Oh, come uh. on. I don't eat eggs that much. <laughs> uh, so this story to me... I, I'm just not an egg guy at all. I was trying to explain the price of eggs to my son because he likes to have four eggs a day. (laughs) Every day. Make them work. What kind? Like a scrambled? Over easy. Like where the the white is cooked, but the yolk is runny. Yeah, over easy. I would not know how to make that. Yeah. I can do a a scrambled. (laughs) That's easy. Yeah, that's pretty easy. Stir it up. Scramble it up, yeah. Yeah. So did you say, hey, easy on the eggs? Yeah, I'm like, hey, we, we should cut down to two a day and then like have a piece of bread and some fruit and it just always has to be so many eggs did you guys go across the border eddie when you were a kid to get stuff oh yeah all the time but and like fruit you can buy fruit over there but you had to take the seed out because you couldn't bring the seed over to america because you they don't want you planting it yeah but why what was that reasoning yeah they just said because they don't want you to reproduce these this fruit that's native to mexico in america Yeah, so if we buy but avocados, fruits? avocados, oh, we can big. grow avocados here. Yeah, but they were so good. Mexican avocados are delicious. Really? Yes. That's the ones I buy. Would you sneak the fruit seeds in? Oh yeah, like the like keister, like in jail. Oh yeah, but here's the thing <laughs> though. Oh, like, look, said, oh no, yeah, no, no, not keister. Oh, yeah, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. <laughs> agreed to that real quick. Just under the seat smuggle, but, but avocado he, seeds are big. Here's the thing though. They had a knife though, so like if they caught the avocados, they'd either it was either they were in a good mood or a bad mood. They're in a good mood, they would cut cut it for you, throw the seed out, and here here's your avocados. But if they're in a bad mood, thank you. Those are mine. Goodbye. They just kept the avocados. Oh yeah. What else would you take across the border, or would you go like? I had some friends that would go get dental work done in sure. Mexico. I'll mm-hmm. tell you this bad, this bad one this is a bad one, dude. So we went over for lunch. I was in high school, and I went with a football player. And he wanted the, the, the bad stuff, the PED stuff. He wanted, like, steroids. Yes. yes. And so I didn't know he was doing this. It was three of us. And he disappeared while we were having lunch. He didn't tell us. He went to the pharmacy to buy this stuff. And we're coming back. And me and my other buddy, we're, like, singing along on the radio and the customs guy's like, oh, this is crazy. Like, three high school kids at 2 o'clock, 2 p.m., this isn't right. Pull over, stall number one. And we're like, okay, no big deal. So we sit there, da-da-da, da-da-da. They check the car. They don't find anything. Like, All right, you guys are good. Take off. And then my buddy's, like, pale. He's, like, white-faced, the football player. And he reaches in his pocket. He's like, here, man, put that in the glove box. We're like, what is this? He's like, I, I bought steroids. Like, I just... I was so scared. I was so scared. I'm so glad they didn't catch us. I'm like, dude, we could have gone to jail. <laughs> yeah, what would have happened if... Would they would just taken him? I don't know. Would they have taken all of you? Would they have taken even him to jail? There's I think n- just him because it was in his pocket. But there's no way that they can isolate like that we didn't know. I mean, if you're with them, I think they just kind of treat everyone the same. Yeah, you're, somebody's the driver. Do they put you in jail if they find something like that? In we the were car? already on the American side. So if we're going to jail, that's fine. Going to Mexican jail is a different story. What's that story? <laughs> I don't want to know <laughs> no, that story. Know. Okay, okay. Well, that's the story from Fox 5 San Diego. A woman has given up on driving after being involved in 13 car accidents before she turned 30. She says that she's pushed her luck enough. Amy? That's what I thought. Well, Amy's a little older than 30, so this can't be her. <laughs> yeah, just a tad older. <laughs> How many car accidents have you been in, in any form or fashion? Mm-hmm. Minor fender bender to big wreck. Lunchbox was in a bad wreck once where he was sitting and a drunk driver smashed into the back of his car. Lucky, oh, no. to, lucky to live. We were doing the show. 
We weren't live on the air, but it was when we were working together. Yeah. He crushed and into him. Crushed into me, and he was going about 55, never hit the brakes, and they had to get a tow truck to the front of my car and the back of his to get him out of my trunk because he was so far in. Wow. And Bobby called me right then. He's like, asking me something about work, and I tell him, and then he was like, what are you doing? I was like, oh, I just got in a wreck. And he goes, why didn't you lead with that? And I'm like, oh, I mean, you, had, you, you called <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, that's the headline. And Dang. Yeah, so how I many, got crushed. How many wrecks have you been in, though, your whole life? Two. That one and? Uh, one when I was in college. I was coming around a curve, and there was a yield sign, and I didn't. the car in front of me yielded, and I wasn't ready to yield, and I hit the back of the You wasn't ready to yield. You just, you just didn't yield. <laughs> yeah, I didn't yield. Yeah, like, I, I wasn't I, ready. <laughs> there was the other night, we were, Kayla and I were turning into a driveway, and it's dark. It's nighttime. And okay, da, 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 and I'm just slowly turning into the driveway across. So I'm on the, it's on the left side, so I got to cross. And she starts yelling, oh, my God, oh, my God. There was a car coming our way, but no lights on. Oh, oh, no. Almost nailed us. Oof. I never saw them. And we pull into the driveway, and I'm just, just slow. You know me. Yeah. Slow, slow. And she's like, oh, my God. And I, I stopped. Once I got in the driveway, I said, what's up? And then I saw the car just go right by us. Man. That's crazy. Which was nuts. I've been at one. I just got, uh, no, I rear-ended somebody one time. It was your fault? There was an accident, and I pulled over a hill, and cars were everywhere. And it was like I had to slam. I didn't slam quick enough because it had just happened. Okay. And so I hit the back like there was like three cars that did it and so i hit it and that was it mm. one time somebody hit me we were going in front of this jesseville high school to have uh they were on our rivals and we were going for them waving pine trees like you suck because we we're mountain pine <laughs> <laughs> when they were all standing outside and somebody rear-ended me okay but i just went back and my car's piece of crap went, boom, and pulled it out and kept driving <laughs> and it happened right in front of their school so it was embarrassing <laughs> But I don't count that one because I just pulled it right out. It's all good. Yeah, <laughs> so just one for me, Amy. So hitting objects like uh, poles and that fire counts. hydrants yeah. counts? Okay, so, and then my most recent one over Christmas break, which was an accident on the highway, I think I'm at eight. Oh, my but, God. But the, but the wow. highway have insurance. Hey, two more, your punch card gets in. <laughs> no. you, get a, you get a free <laughs> smoothie. Like, that's since I was 16. Well, yeah, so all of ours, ours are too. Like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Your whole life, Amy. She's like, that's since oh, 2020 shoot. only, guys. Oh, shoot. Yeah. I just thought of one from okay. our parking garage when I popped the tire. Oh, okay. So, nine. Eddie? Three. A one right when I, man, I got my learner's permit. Like, just got it. <laughs> and I was pulling over to the side, like, turning right. And a motorcycle decided to pass the car behind me on the shoulder. I was there. He clipped me. It was brutal. Well, this woman has quit. Again, all those accidents before 30. <laughs> She's got to get places somehow, though. Yeah. Also in the news, Beyonce is returning to the stage for the first time in more than four years. She's going to get $24 million bucks for one night only. Wow. She's playing a private performance at the lavish grand opening of the Atlantis Royal Hotel in Dubai. The massive complex features 700 hotel rooms, 100 luxury suites, and 200 live-in apartments. They're paying Beyonce 24 and then six zeros. Mm. That would equal $24 million. <laughs> Kim Kardashian, according to Page Six, bought Princess Diana's amethyst cross necklace for $200,000. She famously wore the cross to a London charity gala in 1987. And then finally, from the New York Post, a flight attendant mistakenly deploys the inflatable slide. First day on the job. Yeah. Yeah. A brand new flight attendant accidentally employed the inflatable slide while the plane was taxiing on her first day. The blunder (laughs) cost the airline about $60,000. The flight attendant was embarrassed. She was removed from duty, ordered back to training, according to the outlet. Did they at least let her slide down it? (laughs) You know, it doesn't say in the story, but I would doubt that's the case. Those were Bobby's Big Stories. 
So this woman sent her ex-boyfriend a thousand texts after being dumped. Yikes. Do you think that's going to get him back? Do you think that's going to make him go, wow, she's so passionate about me, maybe I should go back to her. A thousand texts after being dumped. The 28-year-old was banned from contacting her ex-boyfriend in any way whatsoever for 18 months and sentenced to 18 months of community service and also 30 days of rehab activity. The woman harassed her ex-boyfriend by texting him over a thousand times and calling him repeatedly as well. Despite making it clear he wanted nothing to do with her, she kept calling him and kept trying to rekindle their romance. Now, I don't think it would be justifiable. Let's say he really did it wrong, like he killed her dog or I don't know. Oh, man. And she's just so mad. You still can't do that. But I would understand if like you're trying to yell at him, make him feel why you're so... But to try to get him back by doing this? Mm-hmm. That's not going to work. That's not going to work at all. <laughs> she's trying to get the message across. It, she, she, she still got it. loves yeah. him. No, yeah, 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 yeah. She he knows. loves him. He knows. He knows. She has passion. And also, if <laughs> she can't have him... Really, no, nobody no, was, no. and that's the scary part <laughs> about this. That's Ugh. the worst kind. And also, a restraining order is just a piece of paper. And people that are crazy do crazy things, and a piece of paper is not going to keep crazy people from doing crazy things. Like I would be scared to death. And also, he has to go. Why did I date her ever? Like, where did I miss? How did I? How did I not see absolutely ape beep mm. from the beginning? But maybe he enjoyed a little bit of her crazy, but then she got too crazy. Well, I don't think she got crazy until after he the dumped breakup. her. And how about her now? She's in the national news Ugh, for being a... Undateable. Who, who's going to be able to date her later? Undateable. Google her name, she's out. You got to find someone that doesn't have a computer or no access to anything. You well, know, then like how is she like, communicating with Country you? boy. Amish. Yeah, <laughs> Amish. <laughs> someone <laughs> in the middle of nowhere. Farmer wants a wife. That show. <laughs> but oh he, my yeah. gosh. Uh, <laughs> I feel so bad for him. Listen, I've had a similar-ish experience. I feel... I don't feel bad. Here's why I feel bad for her. So I, I kind of do. Obviously, something isn't um, healthy within her. Mm-hmm. So I don't. That, that stinks for her that that's not able to be addressed and fixed. And maybe it will now. And now she's always going to be known as twenty-eight-year-old Michelle Felton, who sent her ex-boyfriend a thousand texts. And if I'm going out with Michelle Felton five years from now, and I'm some dude that lives where she lives, and I'm, well, let me just Google her because everybody Google's. Oh my God. Oh, gosh. That's a deal breaker. Yeah, okay, but let's say she does work through it. She can say, I have a... And good for her, but it ain't uh, for me. <laughs> I have a certificate of therapy. <laughs> you take that everywhere <laughs> you go. She, she went date. to BetterHelp University. <laughs> Look, <laughs> like, this shows... <laughs> like she proved she got help. That's crazy. And like and literally crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's from oddityscentral.com. The other thing I wanted to talk about was I told Amy on the air, this has been a few days ago, because she did the movie on HBO Max. It was a Christmas movie called Holiday Harmony. What it's called? Yeah. And so that that whole thing started where I got an email. They said, hey, can Amy do this? She goes, she nails it. Comes back, we watch it, she nails it. And then she's like, I think I want to just, I don't know, take acting lessons. And that's what you've been doing. Yes. And I said, hey, if you want to act, like you can't just sit around on your hands and you can't wait for the right time because there's never a right time. If you want to act, go do it. Go act. And people are like, are, are you telling Amy to leave? To get, get rid of the show? Of the show, mm-hmm. and I'm not. But I'll tell you this: if, like, I told Lunchbox on his game show deal, yeah, if I get on Survivor, I can go. That's and come not back. what I said. I oh. said if you wanted to go and take a couple weeks and just go and audition for all these game shows, yeah, you can go do that. I love that. So same thing for you. If you want to go, and there, there's like two or three weeks where it's like I just want to go audition for these roles, go do it. And this is to and Eddie. I don't know about you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. It's just me I'm and you. I'm waiting right? for mine, yeah. like nah, the taco truck. Yeah, or... I don't know what that is. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what the, even anyone listening. There's never the perfect time to do anything, and there's always going to be some sacrifice you have to give. And 
if you really are passionate about something, you have to do it because no one's going to push you to do it because they don't care as much as you do about you. So that's what I meant by that. Not, please, Amy, I'm begging you to leave the show. Yeah, I think in the moment, I sort of made a comment like, you're trying to trying to get me to go. And of course, yeah, that's I why knew- everybody jumped on hey, it. And, and all of a sudden, uh, no. I'm the snare drum. Everybody's beating on with a stick. Sorry, I should have. I know that's not what you were saying. I just was playing along with it. And I appreciate the encouragement. I know exactly what you meant. And so, yeah, people don't need to think that you would well, go do, do it. Trust me, that's not how Bobby would go about doing that. How would I go about doing what? I don't know. Like uh, convincing me to leave oh, the this, show. This is how I'd convince you. Hey, I had a meeting with myself and it's time that you need, <laughs> we need to figure out a good way for you to get out of here. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, to everybody out there, if there's something that you're working towards, you're like, I'm just gonna wait for the right moment. There's never a right moment. The right moment's when you commit to doing it and that's it. That's mm-hmm. the only right moment. I don't know what it is you're waiting for, but go do it. Are you waiting to be like a character actor when you're 60? Ooh, they need those. They do. They oh, when do. they do a reboot of Golden Girls, that'll be perfect for you. Okay, so I am still <laughs> actively taking lessons, and my goal is to audition for stuff this year, yes. But it's still— But it's, in town? It's still January. But in town, that's not real stuff. I don't it's know It's like people trying to do country music in Des Moines, Iowa. It's like no, there can, may be a couple places there, but it's really—you got to be there. Yeah. She can be in a music video. You no, know, one of the Luke Bryan music oh, videos you be on top of the car? Yeah. Okay. Trying anyway, to moving on. <laughs> Bobby Bone Show. Bonehead. Story of the day. This story comes to us from Morgan County, Georgia. A 28-year-old man went into Walmart, got a bunch of items, and went through the self-checkout. Only problem is he didn't scan all the items, stole about $165 worth of stuff. And when they busted him, they said, hey, can I keep the stuff that I paid for? They're like, yeah, we'll put it in your car for you. He goes, here are my keys. They pop the trunk. <gasps> no way. 37 pounds of marijuana. Dang. Uh, huh. Dang. That's a good one. They just like baited him there. I mean, that was great. Well, I don't I don't know they knew he had that. In his, no, they had he, no idea. He was just an idiot. I don't know that they baited him as much as they were just fortunate that he was like double it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay, help me. Yeah, yeah, put that in there. Like, they're going to let you keep the stuff. Okay. I'm Lunchbox. That's your bonehead story of the day. <laughs> Thank you guys for hanging out with us on the Bobby Bone Show podcast today. A really long, fun conversation with Hardy. I mean, he came in, we talked about the fact that he thinks his place was haunted by Native American ghosts. Yeah. Would that be accurate? Yes, yeah. because of yeah. artifacts he collects. And this isn't, I don't, he's not like, maybe. He's, 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 he's sure about it. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Sure. We will see you tomorrow. Have a great day. Goodbye, everybody. Hey. The Bobby Bone Show. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines. Plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines. All on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. 
Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.